Say it ain't so, Joe Biden. Please say it ain't so. Tell us you're not going senile, Joe. We get a right to know. So say it ain't so, Joe. Please say it ain't so. Because if your brain ain't working right, Joe, it's going to be Bernie, Joe, and he's just, well, you know, he's crazy, Joe. So please tell us, Joe, that you're not going bonkers, Joe, that you aren't losing it, Joe. We just have to know. A lot of people are worried that presidential candidate Joe Biden is losing his mind, going senile right before our eyes. I'm not one of those people. For a man of his age, I think he's doing just fine. Dementia isn't his problem. His problem is that he's one of the laziest human beings on the planet. Intellectually lazy, that is. Give him a dumbbell to play with and he's fine. He can do curls all day long. But ask him to think about how to create jobs in a healthy economy and he is, well, he's a dumbbell. He's always been lazy. Always. If you go back and watch videos of him from 20 or even 30 years ago, he really hasn't changed a bit. He always sounded dumb. He sounded dumb in his 30s when he was the youngest senator ever elected, and he sounded dumb in his 40s and his 50s and his 60s too. So why would anyone be surprised that he's acting dumb in his 70s? Every time he runs for president, people remember just how dumb this man is, and he doesn't get nominated. His supporters say things like, damn, how could I forget just how dumb this man is? I need to support somebody else. And then some other Democrat gets the nomination for president. He ran in 1988, and he lost to Michael Dukakis, the governor of Massachusetts. Mike Dukakis was perhaps the worst presidential candidate in history. Remember him driving the tank? How could anybody lose a primary to him? Say it ain't so, Joe. You lost to Michael Dukakis? In that campaign, it became clear around the summer of 1987 that his messaging was confused. Sound familiar? The campaign put forward four different themes, sometimes at the same time. The themes were Pepsi Generation, Voice of Optimism, Save the Children, and Scold the Voters. Scold the Voters? So you want someone to vote for you, but instead of asking politely for their vote, you criticize them, maybe call them names, tell them they're dumb. That doesn't sound like a very good way to get support from the people you need to vote for you. No wonder you lost the nomination, Joe. Even during this campaign, he's picked fights with voters, called them stupid, challenging them to doing push-ups. What's that all about? Why would you try to pick a fight with a potential voter? Come on, man. Now, according to reports, he seemed to lose control of his campaign back in 1988. There was bickering and infighting among the staff. When you're too lazy to talk to your staff, to ask them questions, tell them what you expect, actually lead them, then things do have a tendency to get out of control. In 1988, and throughout his career, Biden was, as the New York Times later profiled, a gut politician, swaggering, ad-libbing, liable to get carried away in front of a crowd. Really? You got it. That's the Joe Biden we've come to know and love.
he always has a knack for getting a crowd revved up, at least before they start to listen to him, and then they realize he's talking gibberish. That's when the talk of senility started. But he's always made gaffes. In the 1988 campaign, his staff would caution the press to understand that Biden would stray from his prepared remarks and that he'd go off on tangents that sometimes would seem to make no sense. They would say that, well, it was just Joe being Joe. Ted Kennedy, remember, he'd do the same thing. He'd give these great speeches where he'd shout and get the crowd really riled up. But when you actually listened to what he was saying, you realized that it was nonsensical. That's the old-time politician in the days before everything was recorded and analyzed and every word was examined to make sure that it's politically correct. I don't see anything that's changed from his campaign then and his campaign now. He isn't going senile. He's just relying on the same old tactics that got him elected to the Senate, what, six times, being a good guy, a man with a great smile, a man who could get people excited. But he had no real plans or any real substance, neither as a man or as a candidate. He also had a problem in 1988 with plagiarism from his college days and from his campaign. No surprise there. He also, and what a surprise this is, overstated his grades in college. This might come as a surprise to you, but Joe Biden was never a very good student. Some people who aren't good students can fool you now and then, but not Joe. In high school, he was a poor student, but he was popular. In college, he went to the University of Delaware, and he graduated 506th in a class of 688. His classmates were impressed by his cramming abilities. He went to law school at Syracuse University, and he graduated 76th out of 85. Why am I not surprised? His claim to fame in law school was being accused of plagiarism. He ran for president again in 2008, and that's right, people remembered why they didn't vote for him in 1988. He finished fifth in the Iowa caucuses and withdrew from the race for president, but he did wind up getting the call for vice president. Now, during that race for the presidential nomination, he made numerous gaffes. Washington Post columnist Richard Cohen wrote that Biden's candidacy might be endangered by his manic, obsessive running of the mouth. So nothing has really changed from 1988 to 2008, did it? And now in 2020, he's giving us the same tired old act. Time has passed, but Joe Biden is still the same. He isn't going senile, but he's still too lazy to study the issues and take rational positions. He's the consummate politician who tries to take positions he thinks will help him get elected. What you're seeing is a man who isn't prepared to take on the issues, so he talks in circles, hoping that nobody will notice that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Some advice, Joe, take it for what it's worth. Use that ability to cram to study the issues so you at least sound like you know what you're talking about. Pay attention. Study. If you don't, we're going to notice, Joe. No excuses this time. Your charm and smile aren't going to help because you're not in Delaware anymore. This is the big stage, Joe, and you've always gotten bad reviews 
because you won't study your lines. If you get the nomination, it'll be just like college and law school, but instead of finishing 506th out of 688 or 76 out of 85, you'll finish second, two out of two, and you'll lose to President Trump. When I listen to Joe Biden in 1988 or 2008 or 2020, I still see a candidate who doesn't seem to know why he's running. It comes down to one thing. He wants to get elected because he wants to be president. Nothing more. He isn't on any great crusade to change America or to help people or to keep us all safe. He just wants to sit in the Oval Office and smile a lot and say things that make us all worry about whether or not he's going senile. It'd be different if he had any particular set of beliefs, but he doesn't. If he had any real beliefs, he wouldn't make so many gaffes because his sense of self would help keep him on track. But he goes off on so many different tangents and directions because even he can't find the real Joe Biden, because there isn't one. Joe Biden just wants to smile and make speeches and pat people on the back, speeches that don't make sense because he's too lazy to argue the issues on their merit because he really doesn't know the issues. Now, everyone has their own favorite list of gaffes by Joe Biden, but here's just a few. Speaking to members of the House Democratic Caucus who were gathered in Williamsburg, Virginia for their annual retreat in 2009, Biden noted that the Democrat Party could face serious political backlash in 2010 for its support of a multi-billion dollar economic stimulus package. If we do everything right, he said, if we do it with absolute certainty, we stand up there and make really tough decisions, there's still a 30% chance we're going to get it wrong. Really? During a September 2008 campaign rally, you all remember this one, there was a guy in the audience named State Senator Chuck Graham. He asked him to stand up as the audience applauded. However, Graham's a paraplegic following a car accident at age 16, and he's confined to a wheelchair. At first, Biden gestured for Graham to stand up, saying, Stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? I tell you what. You're making everyone else stand up, though, pal. That's what he said. And then during a campaign rally in October of 2008, Biden told voters in Ohio that he and Obama would focus on one specific issue that was neglected by Senator John McCain. Look, John's last-minute economic plan does nothing to tackle the number one job facing the middle class, and it appears to be, as Barack Obama says, a three-letter word, jobs, J-O-B-S, jobs. That's what Biden said. Now, in one of his latest gaffes, Biden was speaking about the issue of education to a group of mostly minority voters in Iowa. We have this notion that somehow, if you're poor, you can't do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids, Biden said. In South Carolina, he told people that he was Joe Biden and that he was running for the Senate. He also said he was arrested in South Africa while protesting apartheid, but he was never there. In a recent debate, he said that 150,000 Americans had been killed by guns since 2007. And at a campaign event in New Hampshire, 
the former vice president called a young woman who asked him about his poor showing in Iowa a lying, dog-faced pony soldier. Democrats are going to have their hands full, whether Joe gets the nomination or whether it's crazy Bernie Sanders. They're now bringing up his stuttering problem as a way of saying that this is what causes him to say dumb things. But that isn't going to work. It's his brain that causes him to say so many stupid things, not his mouth. His brain controls his mouth, and that's the problem. I found an interesting take on Joe Biden by former President Barack Obama. What President Obama said was that Joe Biden used to ask the tough questions when they were in meetings and kept the staff on their toes. You know, that's really hard to believe, really hard. I have to think that President Obama was just making fun of Joe Biden. And this is the same Joe Biden who didn't think we should take out bin Laden, although he denies it now. And it's well known that so many people disagree with most, if not all, of his foreign policy issues. It comes down to this. America is at a crossroads. We have a strong socialist Marxist movement threatening our country. And Democrats are trying to tell us that Joe Biden is the person to hold the line against the people who want to fundamentally change America. If he gets the nomination and is elected, I don't think he will hold the line. He's too weak to do it. For one thing, he supports the Green New Deal, which is really the new Red Deal because it puts us on a path to socialism and Marxism. He's supporting it because he wants votes. So he'll support this terrible plan, and he doesn't care a bit that it'll put millions of people out of work and take away our freedom. All he cares about is that it helps him get that seat in the Oval Office. So say what you will about his mental state. I don't think he is senile, but I do believe he's unprincipled and lazy. That's even worse. I think he'll move very far left to satisfy the radicals who have taken over the Democrat Party because he's very weak and wants to make everybody happy. That's what old-time politicians do. And when he does that, the economy will tank and millions of people will be unemployed. But for Joe Biden and the left, the sacrifices people will have to make will be acceptable because he'll be in the Oval Office and the left will be in power. He'll talk about retraining the unemployed for new jobs created by the so-called green economy, but that's a lie because there isn't any green economy. The fact that millions of people will be hurt won't matter to him or to the radical left. They just don't care. President Trump should beat Joe Biden easily in November, so we should have no worries. But you never know. That Joe Biden miracle actually could happen. But Biden is in a tough spot. He can't count on the moderates in the Democrat Party to carry him to victory in November because there just aren't enough of them. And if he wants the radical left to support him, he'll have to make some serious concessions. It isn't likely that many Republicans will vote for him, so he'll have to move sharply to the left. I don't think he can win if he moves left, so it puts him in a tough spot. It'll be so funny hearing him go left and then go right and then left again, and then right again, because that's what he'll have to do. He'll get dizzy spells going in circles trying to please everybody. But Joe Biden doesn't know any other way. He's an old-time politician, 
and he's lazy too. It'll make for an interesting election. So say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. Don't give in to the left, Joe. Don't do it. I'd rather you be senile, Joe, bonkers and crazy, rather than take us to socialism, Joe. So tell us you care, Joe. Tell us you'll stop them and never give in. If you don't do it, Joe, you'll never win.